Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast, where we talk about all things related to athletic performance, rehabilitation, and wellness. My name is Michael Falk, and I'll be hosting today's episode, and I am joined today by Jack Hackett of Infinity Run Company and Infinity Running Company Events. Jack has been a previous podcast guest talking about many topics related to running performance, running race prep, and running training, and he is extremely knowledgeable as a coach. Today, Jack is on the podcast to talk specifically about running a mile, why running a mile for time can be beneficial for an already trained endurance athlete, and why running a mile might be a good race starting point for a new runner or someone that has not run competitively in a while. Jack has launched a new company in the Milwaukee area called Infinity Run Co. Events, and he is running his first organized race, the Dairyland Mile, at the end of June. June 23rd and 24th, there's going to be two timed mile races partnered with a professional bike race. This is going to be a great event, and there's more details to follow in the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. I am joined today by Jack Hackett, the owner of Infinity Run Company, and now Infinity Run Company Events as well, correct? Uh, is that the right right uh, word for your event company? Yeah, Infinity Running Company Events. There we go. So Jack has been a frequent podcast member. He also works at Performance Running Outfitters. He's kind of been always one of our go-to resources to refer for shoe fitting, and it's just incredibly knowledgeable about all things related to athletic uh, running, training, preparing for races, those types of things. Um, So we will definitely include some links to some of his older podcasts that were covering a variety of of running preparation type topics that uh, if you're interested in and like what we talked about today that you can uh, refer back to and listen to Jack talk about other things to help you run better. So um, Jack, welcome. Thanks for taking the time today to come on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I love coming back time and time again. And thank you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So today we're going to, you've got some new, this new running events company and you've got your first couple of races coming up at the end of June and uh, called the Dairyland Mile. And we can get into the specifics of those in more detail later, but I just thought it'd be good today to talk more generally about running timed miles um obviously they're a different beast i know i have personally not run a timed mile probably since my sophomore year of high school <laughs> um, so kind of talking about um some of the benefits of maybe you know running timed miles or shorter distances trying to improve your uh, overall speed and and some of the things to prepare for a race like this so maybe let's start with um talking to the people that are already distance runners that maybe do regular races, regular training, um, what are maybe some of the benefits of, of trying to run faster for a mile for them? Yeah, I think there's a lot of benefits to running faster. I mean, let's take the, you know, a, a female trying to BQ, 330 is eight minute mile pace, just to use nice round numbers. If your fastest mile you can run is a 730 minute mile, well, then it's going to be pretty hard to run eight minute miles for 26 miles for three and a half hours. So if you can get faster, you're basically kind of pulling on that speed from, from below. A lot of endurance training is over distance training. So you're, you know, running a lot of miles, a lot of like the beginner marathon plans are just running the miles so that you can get used to kind of finishing 
a marathon. But to get faster, you need to well run faster. <laughs> sounds, sounds simple, but uh, you know something like a timed mile is a great way to kind of you know get better as a distance runner. Especially with the summer coming up, it's hotter, it's harder to run for as long. So you might as well go faster. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a really good point, and um, I'm gonna. You know, as you know, I'm, I'm, I, you've helped me prepare for a couple of, uh, running races. I'm not a regular distance runner. I run for some just exercise and to exercise my dog more than, uh, train for times. But the, the concept that you're talking about reminds me a lot of in golf. We talk about this thing with club head speed called like speed reserve and essentially, um, you know, hit the golf ball farther. You need to move the club head faster. But when you're actually on a golf course, you have to, keep the ball somewhat in play most people are not trying to swing out of their shoes on a tee box but we talk about it like if you if that swing out of your shoes swing is only you know 100 miles an hour um, and then you're just cruising at 90 well you can't get to 95 or 96 comfortably unless you take that kind of swing as hard as you possibly can swing up as well and so that by increasing like your, we kind of say like your horsepower, like how fast you can go, then it helps you settle into just that like comfortable, easy swing. And it's probably similar in running to that all out effort. And then like that comfortable, easy run gets faster. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's, it, we actually, the term speed reserve comes up in the running literature too, but uh, essentially the idea is that lactate threshold, which is how fast you can run before you start to get that, that kind of burn, uh, if we can move that faster by running, well, <laughs> faster <laughs> speeds, then all of a sudden that easy pace or that kind of, that marathon pace is just below that lactate threshold uh, or just easier than that lactate threshold. So if you can move that kind of further along, you can run faster, more comfortably. And that's yeah. the secret. <laughs> no, that makes sense. So let's say for that person that maybe has done just the generic marathon race plan, has tried to finish a race but never really trained to improve a time um, what would be some tips for them to start incorporating speed work into their training sessions and maybe prepare a little bit to try to run a faster time in a mile yeah i think the biggest thing is to ease into it especially really fast speed work is a potent dose uh yeah, I, I, you can definitely have my back on this. Like most running injuries are just too much too soon. Yes. It's not just too much volume. It can be too much intensity. So you listen to this podcast and you think, great, I should do some speed work. I'm going to go out and hammer whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, you want to kind of start gently into it. Uh, one of my favorite workouts, especially as an athlete, just starting to kind of get back after, you know, after a training plan or just starting up is just like eight by 30 seconds on a minute off. It's, you know, quick enough, it's long enough 30 seconds where you can run kind of fast. It's just a good medium spot to start. So you don't even have to go sprinting. I would say you would want to go at like a six or a seven out of 10 effort. Uh, so it's faster than what you would kind of go out for your normal run at, but it's not crazy unmanageable. And you slowly build up how fast you're running. Another great kind of tool to use is something called a stride at the end of a run, uh, or they're just kind of colloquially called strides, but you finish your run and you do, you know, two by 15 seconds, two by 10 seconds, four by 15 seconds. You just kind of slowly build that up um, over time. 
strides are basically where you kind of ramp up your pace slowly and gently and you get close to a sprint and then you kind of come off of that slowly and gently. And it's a great way to practice running really fast, uh, especially when you're tired at the end of a run. And they've even shown just with, you know, out adding anything else to your training plan, adding in strides at the end is worth, I think it was something like a 17% improvement in a 5k time. I don't have the study in front of me, but it, just adding in those strides is a really effective way to ask for speed work in. Yeah. And super easy. I mean, you're already out there running and, and warm and you don't have to do anything special and uh, you can just kind of finish your run with, with working on something a little different. Um, so let's say like that's kind of the people that are maybe endurance trained or running a little bit more frequently. Um, let's take somebody like me that hasn't run a time mile since high school. Um, you know, I, I run recreationally again, mostly with my dog. So it's not like I haven't run in a year or something like that. I think, uh, what it was like December that you helped me get ready for me and Lauren get ready for a 10 K. Um, how would you have a recommendation for someone that's just more recreational, recreationally active, but not regularly training to start preparing to run in one of your mile races? Yeah, I think a good way to do it would be to run, you know, a few repeats. So shorter, but then faster than what you'd kind of normally run. And then you take a break, you take a rest. Uh, a good workout and the classic Roger Bannister workout, that, that's how he kind of knew he was in four minute mile shape was to basically run eight by 400. So 400 is a quarter of a mile. So eight by a quarter mile uh, with a minute walk jog between and it's a great workout for almost any level that you're at if you're a four minute miler you can do that in 60 seconds great you know for for somebody like you kind of getting started back up uh you can do that at whatever pace kind of makes sense uh it helps you kind of learn that mile pace then too or like what your current fitness is as you go if you go out and try too hard and run too fast it, it what kind of kicks your butt and it teaches you what would be a more reasonable effort. So I, I like that workout for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I think that's uh that's good advice. And I like how kind of specific and that, that can be pretty easy. You could jump on a treadmill, you can go and do it outside your house. Like it doesn't have to be that um that complicated, but you can just do it easily. All you need is a stopwatch and uh some way to track a little bit of distance. Or you could even just turn it into time and you could do you know, 60 seconds on, 60 seconds off, you know, and you get basically the same kind of workout. If you, all you have is a stopwatch. Nowadays, I feel like almost everyone has some form of a GPS watch. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. Um, so let's say, you know, we've got, I don't know, 15, 20 days, um, until your race give or take here, um, by the time this releases. So if we had somebody like myself, you're going to have a recommendation on, as we were talking about already, injuries happen from doing too much too soon on like just kind of how to use that 15, 20 days, how much running do you need? How much is too much? You know, let's be honest. If you show up and just run a mile and you haven't run in a year, like you're probably not going to get hurt on the first day, but you might not feel very good or perform very well. But, um, any kind of recommendation on just what that buildup could look like over the next couple of weeks for someone? Yeah, I think some form of consistency would be great just to get you to, to run a few times a week. Uh, what I would do is after one or two of those, add in those strides to start. And then maybe after, you know, the 
like a week of that, then you could do one of those repeat workouts, maybe that eight by 30 seconds on a minute off. And then maybe another week after that, like the week before the race is when you do that like banister workout, you know, you do that eight or 10 by 400 uh, or by 60 seconds with 60 seconds rest. Some type of progression like that would probably be a good way to get ready for the race. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I can draw up some version of that, including <laughs> the show notes that yeah. you know, makes it easy. But. Yeah, no, that would be, uh, that'd be perfect. I'm sure it'd be helpful for people. And I just want to like remove any intimidation factor for anyone that's like, oh, I can't prepare. Like, I think, you know, it's one of the things that you and I were talking about before we came on, even that one of the benefits of the miles, it's a, like a very low intimidation factor. Like, kind of good for the person that wants to try to set a new mile record it's also good for the person that's like a 5k seems overwhelming to prepare for even right now and like but i want to go do something like hey this is an awesome opportunity to get out there and we just want to think remove barriers for people yeah it's uh, i mean you know it's one <laughs> mile <laughs> yes. uh, you know the marathon scares the crap out of you like you can do a mile you did it in gym class you know i think you were saying it's been since like sophomore year uh, yeah. for you yeah you know, for a lot of people that's the case to, that's the last time that they've ran a timed mile and that's part of you know why we're doing these events is it's kind of a fun thing to do especially as the heat starts cranking up you know you can still run a mile without too much uh, like you said, too much bear or too many barriers or too much getting in your way. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's uh, definitely, definitely the pros for it. Um, kind of last thing on just mile racing in particular. So obviously with like a marathon, even a half marathon, any type of longer race, like you help people map out race plans, like kind of what's your strategy going into that. Um, this is probably not talking more to like someone that's trying to run a, a super fast mile, maybe more, be a little bit more competitive, not just finish. Um, is a, do you need a race plan for a mile race or is it literally, if you're trying to set that record, like send it and try to <laughs> like try to run as fast as you can from right out the gate. So I may have not thought that you need too much of a race plan, but after that, uh, no, there's, there's like any race actually, it's funny the the curve ends up looking roughly the same irrespective of it's a mile or a marathon roughly even pace tends to be the best way to go the shorter and faster the race goes uh the more kind of almost like an upside down you the the curve looks like you start kind of even and then you finish fast as the, the kind of best way uh, my high school coach used to say that every second you went up too fast you'd pay two seconds in the back half and i tended to believe that at least to some extent. So if you go out full send, you're going to be hurting for the, the last part. Uh, you know, slow and steady wins a race, but I, I've found actually fast and steady and then a little faster at the finish is, is the way to win a race. Okay. So you kind of start around what you maybe just over or right around where you like what you want to run at the end for kind of each quarter mile and then just try to finish as strong as you can um, from there is like kind of the best best approach probably yeah like if a full sends a 10 you know <laughs> start at like a seven or an eight and you know gradually be putting your foot down on the gas as the race goes uh, that tends to be the best way to get a result <laughs> okay. to try to not not uh bonk out and end up on the side of the road in cramps yeah we <laughs> have, have medics there but i would rather <laughs> You know, you just hopefully they fun. stand around and do nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully it's a boring day for them. Yeah, well, that's great. I think that's uh, that's good advice for anyone that 
um, wants to enter and, and try to you know, set a new record on on time and and really accomplish something something cool. So let's talk more broadly before we get into this specific race about um, kind of how you got started with this new Infinity Running Company events uh, group and and what some of your goals are with that. Yeah, first it's a mouthful. I really should probably just change that. But <laughs> uh, the idea was, I mean, when I started the coaching side of it in Infinity Running Company, it was all just about the runner and the runner's experience. And so this kind of felt like a natural extension to add well, some fun races that people aren't able to do, or, you know, especially like the mile we kind of talked about is a unsung event. Uh, people aren't putting them on at least as much. And yeah, especially in Milwaukee, we've been hit really hard by some races having to cancel. And there's a few different companies that have been pulling out of Milwaukee. So it's just, it, really felt like the Milwaukee running scene needed some more fun races and that's what we're hoping to provide. Yeah. No, I, I think, um, obviously, you know, anyone that isn't aware, um, that doesn't closely following, we've had some, you know, big races the last couple years just get canceled for, I don't want to say no reason. Like there is, I mean, there's just like the facts of life and, but <laughs> things that felt like maybe they could have been controlled better, or done slightly differently. And the easy answer was to just cancel. And that was sort of the approach that was uh, taken. So I think everyone that I've talked to is excited to have someone else coming in that um, is kind of getting involved and, and can hopefully continue to kind of promote running around the area and give, give races. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's a, few different reasons for a lot of things. Uh, part of it is the cost for putting on events are going up. Participation numbers in smaller events have been going down. Uh, so this may be a foolish time to get into it, but it, it's mostly for the love of the sport and the love of running that that's why we're doing this. Um, and hopefully kind of picking up some of the runners that, that were missing some of these races. Uh, our whole entire MO and idea is to create races that have kind of a bigger event around them. So something like this Dairyland Mile Series, the Tour of America, uh, the Tour of America's Dairyland is one of the largest bike races in the country. If you've never come out, it's like a huge block party. There's you know, hundreds, thousands of people around the course cheering as these pro bikers are you know, tearing it up on the streets. Uh, people are eating, drinking, hanging out. It's a party. And to be able to kind of plug into that was such a no-brainer. Uh, yeah, and some of the other events that we're working on putting on, which we, you know, we'll announce in due time, it, it kind of follow a similar theme and pattern. Is that ideally they're going to be kind of plugging into other events that are already going on. The crowd energy will be there as part of the event. Yeah. What kind of I think just building off that, like someone that registers for one of your events, and I know you're just getting started, but you know, what do you, what could someone expect that by entering one of your events, like their experience or, or things like that, that maybe is different from if they've run other races and sort of have a, you think you have an understanding of what a race feels like? Like, what do you hope is they feel being different if they register for one of your races? Yeah. I'm hoping that they feel a little bit more, well, energy and excitement, especially from the atmosphere that's around it. There's plenty of, and I've done them and I love them, of, you know, 5Ks where you show up, you get your bib, you run the race, you get your time, you get a banana at the end. That's great. Uh, but 
we're hoping to do things like provide an experience for that athlete. You know, having that crowd and that energy, that's definitely an experience. I know you guys are going to be coming out to the events and helping these athletes kind of recover and having just more touch points that you can kind of take home with you that are experiences. I think that's what we're at least trying to convey and trying to to provide for these athletes. Yeah, and I think, I mean, just personally, um, you know, it's it's good to have a differentiator. And, like, I, I think people want now more um, more of that, like, high service, high, um, like, elevated atmosphere, elevated offerings, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, that's what at least we found at Kinetic that, you know, people are, people are interested in, like, a – an experience less than just, yeah, like, okay, I'll show up and, and get a time. But if I, if I had this memory, if I went out with friends, if it was this cool thing, like that gets people excited. Yeah. hundred percent. I think we, we, especially now, like you just need more to get people excited. We're all used to things. And part of what we're trying to do too, is a little bit of the off distances, like a mile is not something that you get to race all the time. Right. You know, there's a 5k every single weekend. You will have no problem Maybe January, you might have some problems, but you can find a 5K every single weekend, and that's great. Uh, but we're trying to find and create events that don't happen every weekend that you'll want to put on your calendar and and do because they're fun and different. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think in some ways, like even just what you're saying there, like it's an event, not just a race. Like it's a, it's tied in this fun thing. There's going to be food and beverages and people, and like it's a, it's this experience, not just Hey, I showed up for this. And I, mean, I think that's, I think that's cool. I like, guess someone that isn't a serious runner, like that has no real desire to go qualify for Boston ever. Um, and honestly, probably even run a marathon ever at, at some point, uh, you know, going through training or going like going through preparation or like kind of getting the idea of like, I'm going to go do this. If you've, if you've got more than just like, Oh, I'm going to do this just so that I can go run this race. If you're like, Oh, I'm going to go do this. And it's going to be this fun day. Like, I think, I think people are going to enjoy that. And it's going to be like that little light at the end of the tunnel. Like, Hey, I'm training and this like kind of sucks. And like, why do, why do I think this is fun? But you have like this thing to look forward to. Well, hopefully a mile, it shouldn't feel too much. Yes. This sucks. Like a marathon. I, I get it's a <laughs> lot. You have to dedicate some weekends. But yeah. Like this mile. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Something to look forward to. Yeah. So let's specifically talk about the Dairyland mile. Um, can you give people just some details about how you got this idea, um, the where's and when's, um, all of that? Yeah, so the the idea kind of germinated. Back in college, there was a mile race that was tied in with the, the Tour of America's Dairyland, and it was awesome. It was one of my favorite events of the year that I did a few different times. I was fortunate enough to win it, which was awesome. Uh, it had a, I'm six foot five, and it had a like 400-meter downhill finish. Like you weren't going to outsprint me at, at that point, which was fine by me. It was, it was just an awesome event, super fun. And the event went away, I don't know, probably about 10 years ago. And I reached out to the director of the Tour of America's Dairyland. Uh, he still happened to be a neighbor or like just a few few blocks down from me. Uh, so we met up for coffee, asked like, hey, like I know you guys used to do this. Is there any interest in bringing something like this back? And he said, I think so. <laughs> and it just kind of spiraled from there. Uh, so we're going to be tied in with the Tour of America's Dairyland, the race up in Shorewood. That's going to be June 23rd. 
And then the Downer Avenue Classic, which is going to be uh, June 24th. And Packet Pickup is going to be at Performance Running Outfitters. We'll also be able to kind of sign up there on the 23rd downtown and then the 24th day of in Shorewood. Uh, the races are going to be at around 6 p.m. because it's basically the pro women's and pro men's races. There's a little break between them, and that's when when we're going off. So they're going to clear the course. We'll hop on, run our mile, and things are going to pick up from there. Yeah, that's great. And so there'll be beforehand, if you want to watch some of the professional bike um, races, it'll go down, and then afterwards the women will – or the men or women will go on one side or the other. Yeah, exactly. So if you kind of come before, you can watch some some pro bike racing, you hang out after, you can get some treatment from Kinetic. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's at least, it's not 100% confirmed yet, but we're pretty sure there's going to be at least free beer or at least discounted beer. Uh, so you can hang out after, watch some more pro bike racing, and just enjoy this. Like, seriously, if you've never been to a bike race, it's one of the coolest, like, block party atmospheres. Uh, just coming out and experience it. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. Um, I think it'll be a really fun event. As you said, we're going to be down there uh, doing some, uh, having like a recovery setup. So we'll have a tent with Normatex and um, massage guns and all of that after the race. So if you uh, really go full send and you maybe go out a little too fast and are hurting by the end and you want to come, uh, Come try to feel a little bit better. Come on over to our tent setup, and we can uh, take care of you with with all that stuff. Um, so, where online can people sign up, or where can they learn more about this event from you and and future events? Yeah, so the event is called the Dairyland Mile Series. So, if you Google that, it'll take you to the Run Sign Up page, which is where you can register. It's where all the kind of information is on there. Uh, to find out more about the events, you can find us on Instagram at Infinity Run Co. Events. Uh, there's also the at Dairyland Mile, and both of those will be kind of where we'll post more information uh, about the races, as well as then that that uh, run sign up pages where all the kind of information for the race lies. Yeah, awesome. I personally am really excited. I think it's going to be really good for all of the local Milwaukee runners to have more options and have someone else getting into the running event organization scene. So um, I know everyone that we've talked to is super excited. I think this is an awesome first event. I think it's something really unique. Um, I have never seen a professional bike race, so I am uh, I am excited to be down there. Laura and I will be there on the 23rd, the Friday night event. Um, and then I think some of our staff will be there on Saturday, um, the 24th. So I know we're all really excited um, both for this race and then kind of watching what you do with these future running events. And uh, I'd encourage everyone to um, sign up. I will include, Jack has given us a, a code um, to get a discount for um people that sign up kind of coming from us. So I will include that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this podcast, uh, make sure you check the show notes and there'll be a, a discount to um, sign up for his races just as a, a little incentive to get out there and and run your time mile and see how you stack up to high school you, uh, which will either be uh, very exciting or really humbling and motivating. So both both are a lot of fun. Uh, either way, I look forward to seeing you out there. Whether you crush your mile PR or get crushed by it, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited that you guys are on board with the race, and yeah, can't wait to see what else comes next. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, Jack, for the time this morning to chat, and thanks for all of 
that you do for the local runners. And thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, wait a minute. Are you a runner that's been dealing with any pain or injury? Do you want to get back to running pain-free? You should check out our free pain-free running checklist. This is a checklist that goes through exactly the testing that we do in our office to try to help runners get back to pain-free running. It will walk you step-by-step how to accomplish the test and give you guidelines of what we would expect for a normal, active, healthy runner. You can access this free resource at the link in this podcast or by going to our social media at kinetic underscore SMP and clicking the link in our bio.